Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper coming to you from Redding, California, and I'm with one of my best friends, Shanna Franceschini. Thanks for saving me there. You're welcome. Yes, can't, <laughs> I just can't say your last name. But we are here. You will hear from Shanna later in the season. Um, you'll hear a bit more about her. But today I have her interviewing me because I didn't want to be alone in a room with a microphone <laughs> talking to you. So basically, thanks, Shans, for jumping in and coming to the rescue. Well, and it's my pleasure, Elsie, because honestly, you know, you've been talking about this podcast for just a little bit, and I am so thrilled that you're doing it because honestly, I think you're one of the most insightful people that I know. Just having your voice in my life has changed it dramatically and I'm so glad the whole world gets like these beautiful moments with you where the, where yeah all Aww. of your insight and brilliance is poured out for them thank you I love it so but I mean let's let's tackle first maybe the obvious thing which is you've got this bit of an accent you're obviously not originally from Redding California where are you from I'm from Melbourne, Australia. My brothers would probably give me crap that my accent has changed. I've been here seven years, been yeah. in the States seven years. So yeah, I'm originally from Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. So what, I mean, that's quite a jump, Melbourne, which is a beautiful city to, you know, way, way up north in Northern California. In a little mountain town. In a little mountain town. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people are like, why Redding? <laughs> like, no, I, so I, I think from, I think I remember being around 15 and having this like knowing in my heart that I had to live in America and I wanted to be an actress. And so if you want to be an actress, you want to go to LA. So it is pretty random that I ended up in Reading. But um, yeah, so I um, ended up training to be an actress. Um, I went to drama school, went to an acting conservatory. And um, a lot of that really like burnt me out. And I was very passionate about acting. Um, but I think when you go to an art school, you kind of lose the joy. And you know this because you've trained. Yep in the arts, mm -hmm. um, you kind of lose your joy of why you got into it in the first place. When you're in high school, you're like the best at it and you're very celebrated. Mm. And then when you go to actually train in the craft, you can just get so eaten up with criticism. Mm. So I think I went through such a depression and such a anxiety uh, while I was in conservatory that I even just made a career change after that and went into real estate. Mm, right, right, so, right. So yeah, that's kind of my background, but all the while having this longing to yeah. come to America. So you, you go through drama school and you end up in real estate mm -hmm. um, and then something happened to get you actually to America from real estate. What was that? Jenny? Yeah. So I um, had planned a big um, U.S. vacation with my brother, uh, Zach, and we traveled yeah, we went to LA, New York, and we had friends in Portland. And then we had friends that went to this school in Reading. Um, so we were like, we'll come check out the school. We'll come visit. And I was thinking I would never, like, never want to come to Reading. Like, that would not be a dream. And then I came to Reading and fell in love with these amazing people. 
and I started feeling like there's this this trip has opened my mind to what I really want but this also feels tormenting because I have no idea how I could be here you need visas you need finances and um, so it kind of felt like a tease like a dangling carrot of like oh my desires and my wants are to be in America but I don't know how logically that would happen uh, so that, yeah, I ended up coming home from that vacation and, um, yeah, kind of was left feeling disappointed. I think you kind of have this idea that, oh, maybe something will happen, a door will open, but it was really a seed or an idea that got planted in me of like, there has to be more than this life that I'm living. Mm. Wow. So what did you do? So I was sitting in... In January, our company, I worked for an amazing company. And so that's why it was crazy to certain family members and friends of like, why would you want to leave this amazing job that you have? You have this like set for you. Um, And I was sitting in like a, it was like a motivational, they do like a thing called fire up the start of every year in January. And um, they got us to do goal setting and they said um do your three-year goals like where do you want to be at at that age and how how old will you be and everyone in the in the um in the company was kind of writing more goals like I want to go to Thailand for this vacation or I want this car and or I want to produce these sales figures and I want to be the best and speak at this conference and um I was more like I cannot get to 28 because I was saying 20 turning 25 at the time I don't want to get to 28 without taking a big risk with my life and for me I was in that space of life of like oh I'm I don't have any kids I don't have anything like tying me here but I don't know how financially I would do that and so but I was feeling like I'm sitting on the sidelines of my life waiting for something to happen I think risk needs me to shake things up and so that was kind of the first kind of moment of like oh I can actively do something about the state that I'm in because right now I feel tormented I feel like I saw something that I wanted and I couldn't have it so what does risk look like for me so I ended up applying for the school um that my friends were at in Reading and started the whole journey. And literally, because I'd done a big trip, I had no savings. I hadn't like, yeah, it was a crazy thing. Um, and I think at that time, I was like looking for signs and uh, even stories and testimonies of people who had like move countries with no money or whatever. And I just... It was like, there is nothing to really guide me in this choice, but other than this strong, like very internal voice saying, I have to do this, even though it didn't look logical. Oh my gosh. I mean, some people would call that brave and others would call that just like crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how did your mom handle you saying, hey, I'm, you know, in my mid twenties and single and I'm going to move to another country and don't worry about it because I have no money, but it'll be fine. <laughs> I think my mom has always been a really great cheerleader. Um, and even my dad was like, it doesn't sound logical, but you're very 
pretty convinced that that's what you want. (laughs) Um, So I think in some ways my family were like terrified, but go get it, like go make it, go see. And I think because of my personality type, I'm a six on the Enneagram, I will like look and assess at all the worst case scenarios. Mm. So I was like, you know what, even if I get, you know, on the on the fly I get to the school and I start the first week and then I have to come home because I can't afford to like live there um then I'll just bring my broke ass back home like I will (laughs) I will just that 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 will be embarrassing um but I think I need to do this for myself you just had to step out Mm -hmm. wow yes so basically I yeah, like kind of started this kind of faith journey of I'm just going to keep saying yes in the dark and keep saying yes to the thing that I know I have to have. And in the next episode, I'll go into like the unpacking of what that took. But I think a big thing was, and I think, yeah, a big thing was like dealing with outside voices and trying to figure out like what is um, a true voice and and what is um, the voice of fear and the voice of um, people's criticism. And it really was probably the beginning of me learning to trust my own voice rather than like my parents' voice or or like other people in my life because it wasn't logical but it was like from my heart and I think um because I'm a life coach I I work with a lot of clients who are in stuck places or trying to figure out what their next move is or what they should do or they're in a rut or a breakdown and usually I start off the session really teaching them about their head and their heart and um, how often we're all living in a war inside ourselves between our head and our heart. Our head says one thing, our heart wants something else and they're in conflict. And I personally believe that our head and our heart are not designed to be at war. They're actually meant to be in friendship. And wow, so, <laughs> so good. My brain is exploding right now. Uh, well, I think that like our hearts um, go through a lot of pain. It's where we experience pain. And so we need to heal from our pain in order to like listen to the truest, like healthiest heart, you know, because sometimes our heart wants to be with that bad ex-boyfriend, but actually that's probably not good. Um, <laughs> so it's like a process that your heart goes on to get healed. But I think um, like learning how to connect and bring a friendship between your head and your heart. And so in my journey of risk taking, it's been like a lot of like, how do I uh, listen to logic and listen to practical side of things but also be willing to risk and leap and so um now I feel like it's seven years I've lived in the U.S. um way more aligned personally because I'm not in internal conflict Mm. so when it comes to decision making I've really got a track record of my heart makes good choices Mm -hmm. um and I had to rewrite some narrative and some bad choices that my heart made but at the same time, I've really learned to be at, you know, in a friendship 
with myself. Wow. <laughs> so this podcast is going to take your listeners on the journey of exploring that all of the nuggets that you learned through that journey um, mm-hmm. and so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to listen to all of it. I'm so thrilled. But for this episode, what do you want your listeners to take away today? Yeah, great question. I think that the takeaway is that there are so many tensions in life as you learn to follow your dreams or you take risks in areas where, you know, we often stay safe and stay in our comfort zone and we don't really have like a roadmap to risk taking Mm -hmm. or we see people model really destructive risk taking. Um, So what does healthy risk taking look like and how do you like get back up when you fall down and it's not a big deal. Um, So I feel like I want my listeners to kind of walk away with hope that, there, there is, there are people out there taking risks, and I have people on the podcast who are going to come in and um, share like what it means to like go after big dreams, um, but also stay connected to reality. Um, but also, yeah, like in the highs and lows of and the disappointments, because there's so many disappointments that happen, and a lot of like when you're going after your dreams, you have to pivot a lot of the times it, you you constantly you'll build an expectation and then you will like be disappointed that that expectation didn't happen so like even just f- learning how to surrender but also hold vision so just all of those tensions that you kind of walk through but also like when I took this big risk um, I did the first year and it kind of kept Um, I did the first year of this leadership school and um, when I came back to Australia to renew my visa um, so many people were like that's cool you had like a spiritual holiday that's great Um, like but what are you going to do with your life you should probably buy a house like you should like all these kind of logical practical things came up and I remember being really hyper aware and triggered because everyone would say like what are you going to do like what what are you going to do with your life now that you've done this like and um I found that really frustrating and I was telling a friend that um yeah I was telling a friend that I was frustrated about it and I was frustrated that I didn't even know what I was doing like I was just saying yes I wanted to I didn't want to move to America to be an actress I actually wanted to move to America because I wanted to learn about wholeness and being happy like I was not happy so I I wanted to learn that and I know I could have done that in Australia but there was something in America for me and so I think what was what my friend said to me is, Ella, like you can't tell people what you're going to be doing because that role, that job hasn't been created yet. Wow. And as we know how that turns out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, and she was right because um, I ended up doing the two, two years of this school and then in the third year, you pick a mentor to be to intern for. And this inter, this internship was for a production company. And I started learning producing, which was coming full circle, me learning about storytelling again, because I trained to be an actor, was really burnt by that. 
And then to feel like, oh, I'm not just an actress, like I'm a storyteller. Like that is, you know, that can manifest in different ways of marketing, of producing, of life coaching, because you're listening to stories. And that's the thing that really makes me come alive and gives me purpose. So this this mentor of mine, he um, is also an actor and he and uh, another couple, he and his wife, another couple were starting this school called Bethel, Bethel Conservatory of the Arts. And I just said, yeah, sure, I'll volunteer for that. And um, little did I know that, well, I ended up being and getting hired on to be part of the founding team member of that school. But um, I did not know. And my friend was right. Like she kind of prophetically if you will said well your role's not created yet so you can't tell anyone what it is and that was true and so I um, said a lot of yeses in the dark and then kind of my whole life came full circle and I'm really of that belief that what is yours will find you Mm. and it certainly found me and so it's kind of been an avenue to like all of my dreams of like, you know, and because I went on such an emotional health journey, I now teach a class called The Wholehearted Artist, which is a roadmap to all of my artists who have to navigate the industry and being, you know, the highs and lows of creativity. Um, so yeah, and, and even being a life coach in that and working with some artists now, um, that's, that's definitely been like a, oh wow, the, I couldn't have dreamt up this dream. Cause when people say like dream big and you're like, well, I like acting. So does that mean I win an Oscar? Like actually it's a lot richer and a lot fuller than what I could have imagined mm. because I met you, I met yeah. A lot of pretty amazing people and have been, you know, it's been very painful and, and challenging, but it's certainly been the biggest, richest gift and worth all of the risk. Yeah. Yeah. And on the back side of it, here you are. I mean, the, this school is one of the leading acting schools in its genre um, and, and is just taking off. And mm-hmm. you're a teacher at that college. I mean, you're, yeah. you, you teach this wholehearted artist class at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. You're a certified life coach and mm-hmm. just such an insightful soul because of the journey that you've continued to say yes to. Yeah. And so for you, the next brave thing has mm-hmm. been a, a process. It's been a mantra. It's been a journey mm-hmm. that is very meaningful and, um, has a lot of life in it mm-hmm. so totally thanks. I love that you're opening it up for people to start to explore what their next brave thing is yeah and I'll tell people how the name came about so I have done a lot of counseling myself um, and I would come out of a consulting or co- coaching session and I would be like Ugh, I need to do this brave thing I need to have this hard conversation with someone or I need to do this thing to yeah get breakthrough because I think that breakthrough happens on the other side of bravery mm-hmm. it doesn't breakthrough just doesn't sit on you and happen you know um, and I think yeah, I was talking to my friend, Beck McClymans, um, and I came out of a counseling session. I was like, so the next brave thing I have to do, and I'm like squirming on the couch thinking about the brave thing I had to do. 
is this thing that I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, I had to do this thing. And she's like, and that should be the name of your podcast. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. With the next brave thing, because I, I mean, being a coach, you kind of um, ask people what their next step is. And so for me, I'm always looking for, okay, what, what do you have to do that requires some bravery? What's your next brave thing? So that's where that came from. Wow. Yes. You're a genius. Oh, you're too kind. This is going to be such a good podcast. Oh, thanks. So guys, stay tuned. You're going to have some guest speakers. And um, yeah, I'm going to unpack all the details, basically, of the rise and fall of risking. (laughs) So thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining me, Shanna. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Mm. And stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for listening today. You can follow us at the Next Brave Thing podcast on Instagram and make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you would like to book in a live consulting session with me, feel free to go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com for more information.